Hello and welcome back. We're going to be starting the show by snacking on chips and a soda pop float and it's not root beer. We're also going to be talking about people with a God complex. How do you spot them? Mark's going to be sharing a couple of songs and we're going to be talking about people who are in love with inanimate objects on Paranormal Corner. So stick around because come right up. Welcome back to Snack a Little, Talk a Little. I'm Mark. And I'm Jenna. <laughs> Good timing on that Thank intro. You. <laughs> First try. Okay, what, so what do we have? <laughs> uh, what do we have for... We have, at, this is that. like a picnic snack or something. This well, is like something I would have for dinner on any given night, actually. So here's what we got going on. I noticed that Coca-Cola is making Coke. That's for the brand name. With coffee. Oh my gosh, you're Coffee. kidding me. And so what I did is I thought, what if you made a float out of a soda pop cola coffee? I, by the way, I've not tried this stuff before. I don't know what it's going to taste like. I don't know. We're so going to find is, out. So this is a Coca-Cola coffee? Yes. Yeah, so, so oh my gosh. <laughs> you're not going to bed anytime gosh. soon. No. <laughs> so because I thought, well, let's try it without the, it being turned into a float. So I poured a little tiny little uh, oh, okay. shot so that's glass a little of shot it. glass of yeah. Coca-Cola coffee. And then I thought, gosh, how could you go wrong with putting it with a little bit of ice cream? I'm so glad you did. So I've, I've made Coca-Cola floats many times in my life. Uh-huh. Uh, and... I used to drink coffee soda occasionally, as you know. I've never I'm, had it. I didn't I'm even know there much, was a coffee I'm pre- soda. I'm pretty much a spaz, so I don't need the coffee because it really j- okay. jazzes me up. Um, but uh, there was a coffee soda. It was Borgnine's Coffee Soda. Oh, okay. Ernest Borgnine has his name on it. I think his daughter was running the company and maybe still does. But anyways, okay. I would have that occasionally when I would... Uh, Back in the 90s when I was a comedy manager and we stayed up late at comedy nightclubs have and stuff. And that's what I soda. That's what I would have. All right. But, well, uh, And I have been curious about the Coke coffee, but, you know, I just, I don't know. We're going to try it today. I'm so excited. And then, and then we have chips. I found these at Aldi's. The brand is Clancy's. I've never heard of that before. In the white dish, I had to separate them by color so that I could remember. So the white dish <laughs> is braised beef short rib flavored. Wow. The blue dish is pork ribs. <laughs> wow. And so I'm thinking, what? Is good? They're both going to taste like what? Barbecue chips? I don't know. We're going to find out. The one, the one in the green bowl looks like barbecue chips. Yeah, not quite as uh, paprika colored. It's not quite as orange as the kind well, that we're see. used I'm gonna, to. I'm gonna t- this, is a, this is a nice dinner. Yeah, <laughs> I know well, you're you're thinking this is the snack type of thing. I'm looking at this going, this looks like dinner to me. And it, you know, I mean, it looks kind of like they could have used more soda, but I didn't want to stay in there forever waiting for the for the you know the the head to <laughs> go ahead <Hold> on. <laughs> to the what head to s- simmer down. <laughs> I don't know. So you you oh, try your. Wait, I hit a sour soda. note with my bell. Wait, okay, it's back to normal. Okay. He's going to do the coffee soda, coffee, cola, soda float. And so I'm what kind of ice cream is this? Just vanilla bean. Um, okay. I think it's got very iced on the outside, which is what it does when you put Coke on it. Oh, right. I think it might be Hagen does, but I don't. So when I smell the soda, it mostly smells like Coke, but I would swear that I do get a hint of caffeine or caffeine of coffee. Mocha, mocha type of thing. Yeah. I think that's what I'm smelling, unless I have some kind of mocha stuff stuck under my nails or something. <laughs> I don't know. This is this is actually oh, kind of pleasant. I do taste it. Oh, yeah. You can taste the coffee flavor. Oh, definitely. It's not overpowering. You know, I actually like this. Sorry. <laughs> what do you... I took another swig okay. of the shot. The shot. When you see me eating, that's when you're supposed to be talking. Well, when you see me drinking, you're supposed show. to talk. <laughs> All right. Well, so then the the uh, so the you hunch. Took a shot. So you took a shot of just the Coke itself. I did. I wanted to see what it tasted like without the ice cream. I, again, I mean, how can you go wrong with adding ice cream? I mean, you can't. So. I'm just afraid of the caffeine content, you know, because this is a, I, one of the reasons I avoid caffeine like this, although I do eat chocolate chips as a meal daily and it doesn't affect me like that, but caffeine will keep me up and buzzing and stuff it's just yeah uh yeah this is good yeah this is a good mocha shake it is it's kind of like a sweet mocha shake which is kind of what i like it reminds me normally the uh 
one or two times a year I go to Starbucks or something like that, I'll get a, a uh, that was mocha my nickname frapp- in high school, by the way. Starbucks? Sweet no, mocha shake. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> you were like uh, vanilla latte shake or huh. something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I usually get a, a uh, you know, a mocha chocolate thing going on. But this is actually really good. That is pretty good. Yeah, when the foam starts to go down, though, it looks like dirty dishwater foam. It's kind of gross. But <laughs> if you mix it all in, you can't even tell. Okay, now I'm going to try the little shot yeah. glass of Coke go, try the by itself. Coke the, soda by itself. The coffee. Is it Coca-Cola coffee or is it coffee Coca-Cola? What does it coffee say with the... some Coke. I mean, co- you know Coca-Cola with some coffee. But what do they, what do they call it? I'll show you the can afterwards. Okay. Okay. Oh, you know what? I have a picture She's of it. She's going to show me your I'll cans you. afterwards. I'll show you the cans. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's a revolutionary show. <laughs> See, this is why we need to put this show on video. Right. <laughs> and next, Jenna shows Mark her cans. <laughs> um, I did take a picture of it. Now, see, just having the the uh, Coke coffee alone. Coffee. Like the way you say coffee. Is... is uh, it... Coca-Cola with coffee. Oh, okay. So that's the brand. Okay, so mm-hmm. let's get the branding correct. So the Coca-Cola with coffee alone just tastes like a bad version of Coca-Cola to me. I mean, oh, it, it, it does taste like Coca-Cola and coffee, yeah. but it's not as pleasant as it is with the with ice the cream. cream. Yeah. Well, I mean, so I didn't know what to expect, and I wondered, okay, are we going to even really notice the coffee flavor? And I do. Ugh. I mean, you do notice yeah, I, it. I don't like it straight. Well, let's try the chips. That. I know so that's again. That one is the braised beef short ribs, and Man, this is. I the just want braised pork. beef short ribs. <laughs> pork. Can you go in the kitchen, whip some of those what up did real I quick? Say? Pork. <laughs> Let's see here. Let me take a look again. That's brave beast. These beef chips are beast. very crunchy. Yes. Well, that's a pretty thick. Um, <laughs> they're ridged, <laughs> for your pleasure. <laughs> and. Uh, um, yeah, it's a thick cut. Braised beef porch porch rib. <laughs> Braised beef short ribs and the other one, the one I'm holding, is pulled pork. So there you go. Don't pull your pork too much. <laughs> You'll go blind. <laughs> and see, now I think everything smells like coffee. Uh, well, so it doesn't smell like strong barbecue, and I thought it would. So at first, the, the braised beef chip... It, it, it actually tastes like a potato chip that has been dipped in gravy, you know, in beef gravy, like beef juice, mm-hmm. you know. I like it. Oh. It tastes very meaty, of all things. And the pulled pork is very good, and it tastes like barbecued chip light, which I prefer because to me, barbecue chips or barbecue flavored chips are good, but they're a little strong hmm. to me. This is, it basically tastes like barbecue, but it's almost like the back note. It's like at first it almost has a gravy flavor, like you're saying, but then I get the barbecue well, I'm at the end. I have a little more of my float here to cleanse my palate before I test the other chip. Okay. And so that was the pulled pork chip. And again, you guys, this is Clancy's and I got them at a grocery store called Aldi. You may be able to get it other places. I don't know. This is the first time I've heard of this brand and it's the first place I've seen it. And because I was intrigued by the flavor, why not? The show's the perfect place to try them out. So I'm going to try now the beef, braised beef, braised short, beef rib. short rib. And, this, and I don't think I took a picture of these, but that's all right. Go buy some for yourself. <laughs> but you have a picture of the packages, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to try the pulled pork chip. Hmm. Okay, that one is definitely more to me almost more like a generic you know just run-of-the-mill chip really mm-hmm. have a couple more because it really tasted meaty excuse me meaty to me and he'd know <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what that means i don't know more than anything i get like a little tiny bit of onion interesting now so i'm doing the uh pulled pork one mm-hmm. and i see what you mean by it is like it's like the barbecue chip with, I would say, a little less sugar. Yes. Because one of the things, I like the barbecue chips, except the, it, I can taste so much sugar in them. This is better, would you I say? And like, I don't like sugar on my chips, necessarily. Yeah. Um, 
By the way, that was my nickname in high school, Sugar, sugar Chips. Sugar, really? That's uh, I don't know what that means either. <laughs> but I like this. It's barbecue with, with uh, less sugar. Go, Clancy's. Interesting. And, Knowing and how to do chips. It's so... <laughs> i got to get my finger on the bell while I'm saying this. It's so thick. Very And thick. hard. <laughs> Very. These would be great dip chips. Oh, Although yeah. with the, um, pull, the pulled pork... I don't know that you necessarily need it. There's plenty of flavor, but it's not overpowering. But to me, I've had three now of the... Braised beef. This is so hard. From now on, I'm just going to stick to one flavor. (laughs) So the other one, the braised beef, yeah, it's to me, I don't really taste the meat flavor. I taste just the faintest hint of onion. Interesting. Yep. Yeah, I taste it. It it was like meat juice because I... <laughs> I'm going to wear out my bell if I say what I'm going to say next. I drink a lot of meat juice. I don't know. That seems like it needs to be bell ding too, wearing out your bell. <laughs> Just go out to Aldi and try some of those chips, you guys. Wow, see that's what some great you stuff. think. By the way, there was like a habanero something too, but you know that's not going to happen. Yeah, that's right. That's um, a little too hot for you. But the, the Coke soda with ice cream. Mm. Yeah, that was great stuff. Yeah, the, the Coke co- Coke with coffee, so right? Coke, yeah. Coke with coffee. coffee with right. You got it. Y'all know what we mean, right? <laughs> so there might be a little bit more snacking on that too. Well, that was great stuff. Awesome. Well, hey, have you ever wondered how you can spot somebody with a god complex? See, when you first mentioned this, I thought. Is was she I, directing this at was me? I, were my nostrils flaring? Was I twitching while I was looking <laughs> I at you know. or something? It felt like there was a finger pointing my direction. No. No. <laughs> Sorry, you guys. Those are good. <laughs> I, listen, let's just read about this a little bit and you can decide see well, what you l- think. Let me just tell you that I certainly had a God complex when I was y- young. Okay. And... Were probably, you diagnosed for this? Probably, well, by many people. Man, you have like a God complex. Oh, if that's a diagnosis, okay. probably. All right. And I and I accepted it actually for a while. You know. Okay. You know, so you know, you know, you're young. You're 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 indestructible. You think you know everything. At least I did. So okay. I don't know about you. No. <laughs> but it, I think it's more of a male thing when you're okay. young, especially. I don't, I don't know if it's cultural or if it's uh, uh, gender based. But uh, anyway, go ahead. Let's let's All get right. into this. Well. It says here, it wants to know if you've ever interacted with someone who seems to feel like they're a god among humans. Such people are sometimes <laughs> described as having god complex. Oh my gosh, I was such an arrogant guy in high school. It says that uh, it's a popular label that gets thrown around a lot and there are some telltale signs to watch out for that indicate you're dealing with someone like this. So okay. what does it mean to have a god complex? Essentially, it's someone so fervently self-assured that they actually overestimate themselves, their <laughs> abilities, and their entitlement. Hmm. The inflated sense of self is the biggest indicator. That inflated sense of self also translate into, in, translates into a lot of other characteristics, especially feeling better than everyone else. They feel that they're the smartest person in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's only two people in this room right now. Then it couldn't be me. (laughs) (laughs) They know best and their reality is the reality. Their experience is the experience. Ultimately, these people tend to take arrogance to the extreme, believing that they can do whatever they want with little to no regard for others. I don't think that's totally you. No. Wait, wait, wait. Not totally totally you. (laughs) (laughs) And that they're justified in doing so. It's referred to as a God complex because it's the idea that I'm the end all and be all and don't even consider how their actions might impact others. Amen. Yeah, that didn't sound like <laughs> you. But here's the question. Are people with God plank complexes also narcissists? Well, <laughs> because you would think that maybe it's the same thing, actually. Yeah, I, Rather I think... than it's this and it's this, I would think it's just yeah, another term I, for the same thing. Yeah, I think so. If you're thinking that God complex sounds a lot like narcissism, you wouldn't be far off. They're very similar, though not totally the same. Often when people describe a God complex, they're referring to someone who may have traits of narcissistic personality disorder, though they may not have an actual diagnosis. Having a God complex isn't a diagnosable condition. Wow. Well, then why do we have a name for it? Right. 
That is, it's not a condition that's listed in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. Oh. It's considered a mental, mental disorder. Well, it is, but it isn't. Quit looking at me. <laughs> narcissistic personality disorder, however, is. Someone diagnosed with NPD, narcissistic personality disorder, is almost certainly going to exhibit some signs of God complex, but someone with a God complex doesn't necessarily have NPD. Got that? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Just let him finish his coffee and so I, I already, I already knew all that. There is an overlap, though, particularly with grandiose narcissism. Uh, that, which is, it is a type of narcissism. Apparently there are different types. When someone's narcissistic qualities, entitlement, braggadocio, and self-obsession are openly displayed often at the expense of others, and then it's very similar to a God complex. Common signs to look out for. Well, I think we've covered them, but let's go ahead and make sure we've got them all. Sure. An inflated We're sense so of self. <laughs> Do you want my menopause fan? <laughs> <laughs> an inflated sense of self. The biggest sign of a God complex is an inflated sense of self and general feelings of grandiosity. They think they're a lot more important than they really are. <laughs> Gaslighting. <laughs> Because people with a God complex are self-absorbed, it can be difficult for them to recognize or accept another person's experience. Gaslighting is common among these people who tend to also be narcissists. See, so, you know, as much as we're having fun with this, let me tell you, I certain, certainly I had a uh, type of a God complex and narcissistic tendencies in high school. It was uh, part of my identity then mm -hmm. and, and still part of me now in, in a sense, you know, but... But because I do pay attention to things, I do read things, I do know a lot of things, and I usually don't speak about things that I don't know about. Sounds like something somebody with a God complex would <laughs> exactly. say. Go, go on. Exactly. <laughs> but you know what? I never over, twice it's mentioned overestimating oneself or something mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. I've always known my limitations and stayed within my limitations. Okay. Because uh, as much as I don't mind embarrassing myself for being a goofball or anything like that, and, you know, we'll generally... Uh, you know, if something is embarrassing or something, I'll blow it out of proportion because it's fun to laugh mm -hmm. at yourself. But uh, I I know my limitations. I don't I don't think. Yeah. I mean, sure, sure. When I was in high school, I would call myself God. Okay. <laughs> but but uh, I I knew my limitations. I, I certainly wasn't. Uh, I'm I'm exaggerating a bit on how I was. Mm -hmm. Although you know, it'd be great to pull in someone from uh, that I went to high school with that that's not. Someone that I currently yes. hang out with. And, and if you what, want to do that, you can go thought. to Instagram, <laughs> Facebook, or Twitter at Snack a Little. <laughs> Number three is lack of empathy. A general lack of empathy is common for those with God complexes. They have an inability to see the humanity in others. Well, that tells me, that alone tells me that I am do not have a God complex because I am like empathy... It's, it's you're all, an, you're it's an all empath. throughout me. Yep. Yeah, it's all, you're all empath. Yep. Inconsiderate behavior. That's number four. Because of their tendency for self-absorption and lack of empathy, people with God <laughs> complexes, sound charming, by the way, often behave in inconsiderate ways. They don't think about how they're affecting others. In their own eyes, they can do no wrong. Five, validation seeking. There's an excessive need for external admiration, praise, and recognition <laughs> for those with God complexes. They cannot validate themselves. I have been ambushed with this show. <laughs> and this was not meant to go this direction. It didn't even occur to me until I mentioned to you what we were talking about. You're like, why do I feel like? <laughs> Validation for a narcissist counts only if it comes from others. So this is, goes back into lumping this into some sharing some narcissistic traits. Callous or unemotional behavior. Sometimes people with God complexes could be inexplicably cold to others or simply unemotional. Isolation. I don't think I'm inexplic inexplicably that's cold a hard to one, others. Isn't it? I know. If I'm going to be cold to someone, it's intentional. Well, yeah, I'd say that's true, yeah. <laughs> Isolation. There can be many reasons someone isolates themselves, and it's not always indicative of a God complex, but according to the, the, the expert, Blaylock Johnson is the expert's name, by the way, purposely isolating themselves because they think they're better than everybody else. Well, I do do that. Well, not because I think I'm better, just because I don't want to bother. <laughs> I just like to stay home. <laughs> uh, th they don't need anyone else. And that's different from social isolation due to depression or anxiety. 
Interesting. So sometimes they do it because they don't want to hang out with the peons, I guess. Is that right, Mark? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mark actually is very social. Sociable. I, I, I don't think I've ever felt that way. I mean, a lot of this, I keep mentioning high school because, mm-hmm. you know, look, I, I was a lot more, uh, well, I, I wasn't as mature in high school. Sure. I think I, I think that I was mature. I mean, I knew what was going on. I knew what was what and stuff like that. But, you know, I acted like a goofball. And some of that actually was uh, a front of a God complex. Mm-hmm. Maybe not totally a front necessarily, but it certainly got a lot of attention. I needed attention. Yada, yada, yada. We talk about that on the show a lot. But uh, I don't think, uh, what were we talking about? <laughs> I, you know what, um, God complex, and I don't know if this means anything, but I suddenly have a um, uh, muscle spasm going off in one of my eyelids. So if it has anything to do with the subject, I'm not sure, but it might. I don't know. <laughs> Some kind of a red flag. I don't know. I thought you were just giving me the evil eye. <laughs> uh, but 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 I but I think I think in in high school I was. Uh, like I said, I wasn't overly so in the sense that. I, I had friends. So, okay. Look, in high school, there were different cliques. Mm-hmm. There were certainly different levels of people, let's say. You know, there were the nerds. There were the jocks. There was the drama jocks. There was the band geeks. There was the science and computer geeks. There right. was the uh, ROTC at my high school. Mm-hmm. We had uh, military p- uh, kids. And so there's a lot of different things. But I had friends... I recognize that there was levels, so I don't know if that's part of the God complex or, or it's just recognizing, being able to recognize that there were different, I, don't, I, don't I, want, I wouldn't think, I don't that want to say a, classes of people, but different cliques of people. I, I wouldn't think that that would be a God complex. But, but I had friends in all of them. I did not, yeah. there wasn't anyone that I said, you know, uh, oh, I'm not going to be friends with that guy. He's a, he's a band geek mm-hmm. or he's a computer nerd or anything like that. And I mean, yeah. I mean all these things, by the way, in, in, in a positive way, mm-hmm. I would say. I was a drama geek until one time at some high school somewhere, they had these shirts that said drama jock on them. So I switched my terminology to drama jock because oh. I'm better than drama geek. Right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but I, I had uh, I had friends in all at all all levels mm-hmm. and was not I, I wasn't that way. I didn't feel that superior that I could not okay. uh, talk to, you know, yeah. one of the peons, if, right. if you will. Maybe that's called a Jesus complex. I don't know. Like the son of God complex. (laughs) Number eight, unsuccessful long-term relationships. Wait, are we talking about adult? (laughs) (laughs) Does this person have close friendships that have lasted for years? If not, it might be worth looking at why. If people have a difficult time maintaining long-term relationships, whether it's friendship or romantic relationships, it could be a sign that the other parties have decided not to remain in contact with them, which is something to consider. In any situation, whether you're looking for somebody who's got a complex or not, God complex or not, that's definitely a good one to look for when you're... See, what, what's interesting, yeah, what's interesting to me about that is they say long-term relationships. How long is long-term? Because even More you know... More than two years. It, it, that's it? it? Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. It's oh, like... I don't think I've ever been with anyone less than five years. Friends, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, there's certainly acquaintances you meet that you're like, no, nah, that's not my kind of person. You don't put them in your group. Yeah. But I mean, I've, you know, I still hang out with people that I've known from high school. Is this making you feel better to reason this out? And- yes, it is. <laughs> Isn't that the whole, mm-hmm. the whole well, no, uh, totally. point of this therapy session totally, that you totally. foisted upon me? But, <laughs> I, but I mean, look at you and I, we've been friends for what, 12, 13 years mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, or maybe more than that. And. That's about right, I can I think. think of very few friends that I no longer associate with. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I have my tennis friends. I have... A... Because there are acquaintances and then there are friends. Right. Yeah, same. Right. I mean, shoot, my, my uh, one of my best friends, well, I have a you know a couple... It's, it's so hard to say best friend because if someone listens to this or... I thought I was your best friend. No, I thought I was... But I have, you know, a few best friends that I've been one friends your, with... Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them since I was a teenager, mm-hmm. and one of them since in my early twenties. Okay, and we're still in touch and friends and and you know, good fam- family members and stuff, much like you and I are. How about disrespecting boundaries? I don't think you do that. 
Let's find out what they mean. I was going to say, I don't know. (laughs) Let's find out. A big reason people can end up walking away from those with God complexes, as aforementioned, is due to disrespecting boundaries. They may push people away, constantly crossing certain boundaries. What does that mean? They think that everything belongs to them. And apparently this falls into the narcissistic zone. Everyone thinks and feels the same as they do, and everyone wants the same things they do. They are shocked and highly insulted to be told no. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't see that. All right, well, what about lack of responsibility? When you have a God complex, you're not going to feel like anything you're doing is wrong, and you're certainly not going to feel like you have to change. In fact, <laughs> far from it. According to Fjellstad... Lack of responsibility is a glaring sign of a narcissist. Although narcissists want to be in control, they never want to be responsible for the results. Okay, now let me ask you this. Okay. Because you and I are opposite people Mm -hmm. when it comes to this particular subject. Okay. um, For the most part. Uh, The overwhelming majority of it. Okay. I would say. But when it sits there and says, and I know they're talking about one specific thing, but it says, oh, they don't want to change. Do you want to change? How often do you sit there and reflect on yourself? Oh, I have to change this about me. So what I'm what I'm getting at is how often, and, and this is also for our listeners, how often do you, you know, I mean, we all have moments, hopefully, of self-reflection. Yes. But how often do you say, you know what? I need to change this about me to make things better. To That's... me, and this might be my God complex, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't need to change. I'm actually a pretty decent guy. I'm a friendly guy. People invite me to stuff. Now, if I was not being invited to things, I mean, I'm invited to substitute in tennis. We have a huge mm-hmm. tennis community here in our town. Uh, we have three different clubs. I'm invited. I have, you know, one, well, I'm invited to all the clubs, but but there's two that I am not a member of that I'm invited regularly as a fill-in. If I was a jerk and, it, you know, all that, people wouldn't want to invite me to that. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. No, I would agree with that. And self-reflection, you know what? I would say that I I, I agree with you. I do it fairly often, but I'm also, um, I am, okay, I'm a realist. I am satisfied with who I am on the inside. I would want a friend like me. Right. And, and And I want an employee like me. I like. I'm not joking. That's what you said. <laughs> the chip went down the wrong lung. He inhaled some chip. <coughs> I I like who I am, but um, different instances come up in all of our lives. Where I mean, hopefully, you do reflect and think. Okay, do, am I uh, am I a good enough listener? Um, speaking of politics and everything that's going on in the world right now, sometimes somebody might say something that makes you think, okay, am I being one of those people? Do I need to listen more? And, you know, so I I do self-reflect, but um, no, it doesn't tear me up every day. Right. And you're not always looking for change or something. It's just that thing about change. I know that's used a lot with narcissism and God complex type of a thing. But to me, there, I made choices in my youth I mean, when I was a teenager of the kind of person I wanted to be, and I, you know, it would be funny to pull someone in that I went to high school with that I haven't talked to, you know, in years and have them tell you what they think. So I wonder (laughs) if when they... If I've changed that much. I don't don't see that I've changed that much since high school, honestly. I I wonder if... I, okay, so we'll change the names to protect the innocent. Right, right. <laughs> but somebody that I knew, they were having issues in their marriage. And the, by the way, it's not you or I. Okay. <laughs> it <laughs> is not, it's not us. Okay. Um, and absolutely, I have no doubt that this the husband was a narcissist. No doubt in my mind. They went to therapy and tried to get help, but he was not interested in participating and find out finding out how um, there were things that he could do to help make things better. He figured that it was all on her and she needs to do all the changing and fixing and compromising and all of that. So maybe when it's talking about lack of responsibility, I would put it into that category. 
if things aren't working in your life and you always think that you it has nothing to do with you and it's just everybody else, then that may be what they're talking about. Maybe not so much, hmm, do I need to lose 20 pounds? Hmm, what, what do I need to... Uh, I don't know. See, to me, I fall into that, that pattern in the sense that to me in relationships, yes. you... You get to know each other, yeah. and you get to see if you're you are compatible. Yeah. And you know, uh, all right. Mm-hmm. I'm just Go gonna ahead. come out and say it. <laughs> yes, God, I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're not compatible, you're not compatible. Even little changes here and there may make you slightly more. But unless both people are willing to make big changes, but it depends on the size of the changes because now you're not you anymore. And that goes either way. Agreed. And and that's why, to me, it's important to do the dating thing. Yes. Where you date someone for, in my case, sometimes a long time. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it still doesn't work out. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, it's been almost a year now since I've been separated and uh, that uh, and divorcing, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, ladies. <laughs> uh, but things didn't work out. Mm hmm. We were we dated off and on, you knew, and you knew people, her a long people time. don't know this. And this is this is getting personal on this, but you know, uh, you know, people in our circles know this. Mm-hmm. We dated off and on for twenty five years. Yep, twenty five years. You, you think you know someone, yeah. or you think you're going to be compatible because you've dated off and on and you've worked out little things here and there, but whatever it is, it did not work out, and there but, you go. <clears throat> you know. Without without getting into specifics, of course, right? But just saying in general, uh, dating is for finding out if you are going to be compatible. I don't I don't expect anyone to completely change anything for me, and as well as I hope they don't expect me to completely change for them. Either we're going to be compatible, or we're not going to be compatible. We can work. We can both work out on little things, but it's nothing that uh, I don't know. I I, I just. The, the thing about going to counseling and, you know, one person or the other, you know, either one mm-hmm. have to make major changes. Well, now you're not you anymore. Maybe there's someone that's going to be more compatible with Perhaps. the kind of person that you are. Uh, I mean, if they're asking you to get a, a boob job and wear fishnet stockings when you go out, then... And Wait, and asking me to get a boob job? Whoever. <laughs> I mean, if that is like, it's like, that's not my personality and I'd feel really uncomfortable with that. Um, somebody that I knew wanted me to um, go out, like you know, and socialize without a bra, <laughs> and um, that made me feel really uncomfortable. And it's like I—that's not really me. Wow, that is a strange request. It, it is a strange request, but th- this this person. Hey, I want to go out, and I want everyone to look at your boobs and know that they're actually mine. I guess, but if it's just weird. like I, I don't know, you know what? It may sound prudish. I mean, some people that are listening might be like, "You're a prude." Maybe I am, but I don't know. It just felt uncomfortable to me to be loosening the girls out in public. I don't know. I was at Costco today, and I saw two two different ladies without bras on. It was hard not to look. I'll tell you that. Well, there you go. It was, you know. <laughs> I, uh, you know what? When it comes to counseling and and you know talking about change i think that when you're in a committed relationship things are going to come up we know they are we've both been in committed relationships and things are going to come up so it depends in my opinion on how committed you are and uh how willing each person is to to listen so let's say I tell you, you know what, when you say this to me, Mark, it, this is how it makes me feel. Right. And it may not be what you mean. And and I don't mean you. I'm just saying. Right. Yeah. And so sometimes people's uh, tendency is to maybe roll their eyes. That's not what I mean, though. You know, you're you know, retarded. Right. Agreed. You're, you know. Agreed. And I think that's sometimes it could be something bigger, but something like that, changing that and not uh, minimizing how somebody feels by certain people's words or actions and saying, but it's not what I meant. And so if that's what how you feel about it, that's your problem. And I think those are the changes, whether it's a God complex or not, those are the changes that make a big difference in a relationship because 
if you love this person, it doesn't matter if that's what you meant or not, it's how they felt. And if they matter to you, then it's something to take into consideration and find a different way to communicate or not say it. Sometimes it's better to be silent and write in your silence. <laughs> <laughs> well, I agree with you. That is one of the major issues, certainly, that I've had in, in relationships before. Mm -hmm. Because as you know, I'm very sarcastic yes. and stuff. And I, I make fun of you. Yes. I make fun of everyone. I make fun of myself mm -hmm. as well. Yep. And I've, I've talked to you. In fact, recently, I think I talked to you about that, that yep. despite all that, that I do love you dearly. Right. And I'm, it's me making fun of you is part yep. of me showing it's, my love. what we do. Right. Yep. <laughs> but uh, in a relationship, that has to be, to, to me, I see it as that has to be a compatibility issue that if the person, let's say like me, is saying things and I don't mean it. Mm -hmm. I mean, even you know what this is getting off of what I was just talking about. Let's let's switch gears a little bit. If I say things like like exactly what you're talking about, mm -hmm. you feel them differently than what I'm saying. You're hearing yep. something else. Yep. I don't mean it. To me, it's like, well, I don't know that I could change that much. So a person shouldn't tell you. And I don't know that you should change that much. Yeah. That to me is something that hopefully can get worked out in the dating situation. How does it get worked like, out if you don't say it to the person well, no, and say, agreed. you know what? When you I know, but that, that's what I mean. When I say work it out, oh, okay. that means finding out if a person's willing to change or not that way. Okay. So you don't mean necessarily that you change it. You just mean talk about it and see if you're right. willing to change it. Got right. it. Got it. And see, and Probably see if... I guess it's the same thing. Because I think, especially at this age, the age we are, people of a certain age, mm -hmm. uh, we're pretty much set in our ways by this time. Yeah. I mean, that was what I found out, certainly in, in my, my last relationship. Uh, but if that's true, then you're never going to have a successful relationship. Right. That's why I say in dating, you need to figure that part of it out. Yeah. There's, there's, I mean, I hate to say the trite things like there's plenty of fish in the sea, mm -hmm. but there's probably someone who's going to be more compatible out there for both of you. Mm -hmm. It's not one person or the other person's fault. It's like what, what you're, you know, see, and we talk about this in relationships a lot. Look for the red flags. When, when there's a red yeah. flag, it's a red flag. The flag's not going to change its color in general. Yeah. yeah. So you say, well, either I can tolerate this from this person or this is probably not going to be the long-term thing. Yeah. And it's hard to say that when you have your heart gets involved in it. Yes. And little more. <laughs> right. So. I agree with that. And being somebody who has been, and a lot of women are this, a fixer. And an optimist, and we tend to think, oh, it's going to be fine. I'll just love him not to be an asshole. <laughs> All right, number 11. Well, hold on. Let me just say on that, there's okay, there's, there's somewhat of a joke, but it's, it's mostly true, I think. You tell me if you think it's true or not, mm -hmm. is that men get married. Oh, that's good. <laughs> men get married and hope that the woman stays the same. Uh-huh. Women get married and hope that the man will change. I mean, I don't want to admit that that's true, but I it probably is, yes. And that's where the conflict is. And that's the comedy of, of God, you know, right. the with men and women, because exactly. we are it's different in ways. Venus versus but, Mars. But perhaps it's actually the beauty of it, too, because when you combine two people who are different in, in different ways, you combine the two and it becomes a whole beautiful unit. You know, one compensates for the other's weaknesses and strengths. And a few weeks ago, I was at a uh, unfortunately at a friend's funeral. And in and out and <laughs> <laughs> I was at a friend's funeral. Yeah. And the widow got up and spoke, and she said, "We were two imperfect people who were perfect together." There you go. And I thought that was fantastic. Isn't that what it's about? Fantastic. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if that was your phone or mine. <laughs> All right. Well, finally, 11, NPD, Narcissistic Personality Disorder, or other mental illness. Lastly, a narcissistic personality disorder diagnosis is a likely indicator that someone will exhibit signs of a God complex. This can also happen with other mental illnesses, which is mania, where, where mania is involved, such as bipolar disorder. For some people, if they are in a manic episode, it can be marked by grandiosity that inflated sense of self, or doing a lot of risky behaviors. 
which I don't. Uh, I don't yeah, see that, as that. that that gets to some of the extreme versions of things, and I I, I certainly don't do extreme stuff. I'm uh, uh, for the most part, I'm actually pretty straight laced and, yeah. and plan things out. I'm not impulsive necessarily, Whew. and you know. Well, so how do you deal with it? We'll just brush through this quickly. Uh, do you, how do you deal with somebody with a God complex, depending on your relationship with the person, whether they're a friend, a coworker, a significant other, or a family member? Um, the focus can't be on trying to change the person. Hmm? Right. Change has to be self-willed action. Often these people don't see anything wrong with themselves and they don't want to change. As such... <laughs> Isn't that what I've just been saying the whole yeah. show? <laughs> As such, it's all about the boundaries that you have to set for yourself and holding to them. And if they don't like the boundaries, you may have to change the way you interact with this person. You can create some healthy distance between you and this person if you still want them in your life in some capacity. But if you get to the point where you think you have to cut this person off, uh, you can use phrases like, right now, this friendship just isn't working for me. <laughs> or, this friendship isn't helping me grow. See, I don't like that stuff. It's like, just don't call. Don't invite me. <laughs> just don't say anything. You don't there, need to make a grand people. exit. It's like the people on Facebook that unfriend somebody in, or a group and, and right. announce it first. Right. I, that, that's uh, just don't invite the person over. I mean, there, there are people, you know, because obviously I have a what I would call a big personality. Mm -hmm. There are people I've been at parties. I can tell the people that don't like me because I am pretty loud and have fun at parties. Flamboyant. Hey. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But uh, I know we, we joke about that. But Mark is not gay, ladies. Yes, ladies. <laughs> uh, but I do know not that there's anything wrong with that. No. Uh, I do know that uh, certain groups, certain people, I, you know, I'd say groups, certain groups that I occasionally hang out with, I know when to tone it down for them because I know they don't appreciate, they don't want the guy who's funny yeah. all the time i mean not that i'm funny all the time i may try to be funny all the time but no but you do have i a know big there's, personality. Di there's different groups where i know i know better mark I makes know an impression group. when he comes into right. a, a room i know He's certain, fun at parties too. certain groups i do tone it down because like you know what they don't need there's, there's gonna be too much mark yeah they don't okay. they don't want too much mark they just want a little bit and that's about it and i think that's a sign of maturity and, and you just don't don't impose yourself on that. And that's why you get invited to a lot of different things because you know, you know, how to read the room, if you will. Yeah. You know, boundaries are something that isn't always easy for me, guys. <laughs> I'm your girl. <laughs> um, but after doing a little bit of self-reflection and working on some change, I will give an example while being also very vague. Um, somebody that we both know used to want to have movie nights and um, I didn't end up uh, going to any of those because I felt that it was a, a boundary that I had to um, place for myself. Right, right. And I'm proud of myself for that because I am somebody who doesn't want to insult anybody, doesn't want to, I don't want to hurt people's feelings. Right. But I felt like it was, um, it would be an uncomfortable situation and I'm sorry, you guys, I know this is vague, but I know Mark knows what I'm talking about and the point is... Boundaries aren't always easy for me, but that's something that I felt that I needed to do for a lot of reasons. And I was able to stand my ground. Right, right. And that's the thing. You, you got to know, like you said, if I if I truly had a God complex, it wouldn't matter to me or any of this stuff. I'd show up at anything and be loud and obnoxious and whatever, you know. It just depends on the room. You got to know what, how to read the room. When so you're, do you feel better person. now? Nope, you still hate me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I fed you a coffee floating I'm, chips. <laughs> I'm ready to move on to our next topic. <laughs> All right, God, you're next. <laughs> oh, hey now. Now, this is just some background music, so uh, this is not uh, the actual song. But okay. I love this. Do you know this song? Can you tell? Name that tune? Yeah. Before they do it. I, I do know the song. It's got a long intro. Oh, this is great. I know I know people out there know it. You know the this song. The guy with the voice. It's kind of low the and deep. The guy with the voice. Well, yeah, he sings it kind of deep. Yeah, you would be surprised if you actually saw the guy singing in the video. Because I was. Okay, enough of that. I love that song, by the way, and that that's it's somewhat related to the two songs I'm going to share. But this is like seventies, right? Yeah, it was just interesting, and I love that song. And uh, anyway, okay. so what I have is I have two songs 
that I have the I original. I want to kiss you all over. There you okay. go. That's what it is. Uh, so I have two songs where the person who made them famous is not the original recording oh, star. Now, indeed. I've done this before. Excuse me. I got a big burp coming up. Hold okay. Up. I'm going to I'll sing it show tune. <laughs> that was the... Hello. <laughs> Wait, no, I'm Dolly. back. I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> okay. Please stay tuned in, folks. Uh <laughs> So wait, is this first one? I, you know, I think on this one you'll know. Uh, I don't know if you'll know the the group that sang it, okay. but I think the song. I but it's not the, the one I just heard. I mean, it's not th- what I just heard is not the group that you're referring to. Let me see if you recognize the song. Okay. Don't get ahead of me. Okay. Okay. on see intro you'll get it in a second here when they start playing it you'll get it oh uh, right And I should know who this is, though? No. Oh. <laughs> okay. But I know, know the, the song, yeah. You know the song. So this song... And this was recorded this before the one, the group that I'm... This, this is the original recording. This song was recorded in 1981 by Exile. Exile is the same group that did I Want to Kiss You All Over. Wow. Would you ever put that together? No, but this is written by Mike Chapman and Nikki Chin. Recorded in 1981. It peaked at number 102 on the Billboard Under Hot 100 singles chart. Okay, let me say something. Okay. This sounds like it could have been a Hall & Oates hit, which I've said before. <laughs> this sounds like it could be during their their pop years because they also i found out later that their early years were um like soul very soulful anyway okay so so that that is a version that you do not know definitely not because it was uh like i said in 1981 and who was the the one that i do know again well hold on let me get to it oh sorry and then in 1983 yes 1983 is this version that became immensely popular. Definitely. Better recording. Almost the same song, though. Not yeah, a big variation. Not a big change, no. <laughs> Listen to that nice, smoky voice. I like that. And you had this right when you first heard it. Yeah. Huey <laughs> Lewis in the News. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, there are some songs that take you back. Yeah. This takes me back to a, you know, this certain was, time this was in my life. This back when MTV was great. Yep. The videos and everything. It was amazing to me that it was not his, I thought it was his song because he wrote a lot right, of his stuff. Right, right. Who knew? And I never would have guessed. That Exile the, Yeah. So, can you imagine, you, Exile does this song, and it, and it doesn't even hit the Hot 100. Huey Lewis does it, and it peaks Boom. at number eight How does that on the make US you Billboard. Feel? As long as they're getting some kind of, you, you know, know and that was also mailbox money from it. MTV, I'm sure, had a lot to do with that, with videos and all that stuff, because it's yeah. probably got great rotation. It was also no- nominated for a Grammy in the rock vocal group Huey, category. look at you getting it done. So, isn't that great? I mean, it's just... It's amazing sometimes some of these songs that we know. No, that's Huey Lewis's song. No, it was Exile's song. It just in two years. I mean, it's not even like yeah. he, he redid a 50s song or something right. like that and made it big. So I wonder if Huey heard it and said, I want to record and do it right. You know, I don't know the story on that. Or if one to, of his people, you know. I'll have to ask him next time I okay. chit-chat with when him. when you do lunch. So here's a, here's a song that you're going to recognize a song right away. Okay. You probably will not know... You, you know the name of the artist. Okay. I don't know if you're going to be able to identify the artist, but the song's pretty 
it's pretty much the same kind of thing in the sense that it's clearly the same recognizable song, just an older version of it. But uh, this version of the song, let me see if I can get, is it from 1977. Okay. But this was not the most famous version I mean, I of the song. I wasn't born yet, for heaven's sake. <laughs> <laughs> The Iggy Pop? Oh my gosh, yes. Well, because I knew it wasn't Bowie, and Iggy Pop kind of sounds like Bowie. Oh, I didn't know. I, I'm, I'm not really an Iggy Pop fan, so okay. I wouldn't know that you'd know it. Right? I'm not either. I'm just that good. <laughs> you are. You know what? I'm not going to deny it. You are really good when we play Thank this you. game. Thank you. That's right. And you know what's really weird, people? There's something a little bit sexy for me about Iggy Pop, and I know that's weird because he's not a classically handsome man. No, he's one of those quirky, just, weird guys. There's just something. Yep. So, China Girl is a song written by Iggy Pop and David Bowie. Well, They co-wrote the song during their years in Berlin first appearing on Iggy Pop's debut solo album, The Idiot, in 1977. Bowie's version is better. I'm sorry, Iggy. <laughs> so so that was obviously a... But I, I, now I need to know. We need song. to find if they, those two ever recorded something together, vocal, because they're definitely very similar. There you go. Now and listen, this is, now this is the extended, you know, the op sexy. extended opening. Doesn't get right into it. And this is from 1983. So it's six years after Iggy Pop's version. Little China Girl. If my sister is listening, she's like clenching her teeth. And, <laughs> oh, this is so hot. It's my China Girl. Yeah. So as far as I can tell, the original recording by Iggy Pop did not chart. No, well, but it sounded like a garage band. With David Bowie's version yeah. reached number two for one oh. week on the U.S. One week, interesting. Says you, the U.K. Oh, I'm sorry, the U.K. release of Bowie's version reached number two for one week, while the U.S. release reached number ten. I'm sorry, I read that wrong. So this was a top ten hit. I'm not surprised. Six years after Iggy Pop's debut. With a song that he co-wrote with him. But, so, so then Iggy I'm, did well yeah, no matter what. I was, was going to say, yeah. You know, it doesn't seem like Iggy reached the popularity that Bowie has, did. Well, he, I always thought he was more of a punk type of guy. Yeah, I think you're probably uh, rock, right. So I didn't, it wasn't even Okay, uh, so we need to keep talking just so I can hear the part where he says, oh. she says... That might be a long time. You know, this is a long song. Okay, well, I'll say it. <laughs> she says... <laughs> oh, it's hot. See, I have the I have the benefit of watching the video here, and it brings back a lot of memories because this was also on high rotation on uh, MTV. MTV. I mean, it before was, that, what was it? VH1 that we used to watch. Listen, Grandma, VH1 was for old people. MTV was for us cool kids. <laughs> the cool ones. <laughs> well, we couldn't afford cable, so I had to do VH1. Well, VH1 was on cable. Well, no, it, it was on UHF. Well, in the very beginning, UHF with Richard Blade. Maybe they had a separate thing in the very, very early days, like before the Earth was still cooling. Wow. See now, what? You know, maybe VH1 like replayed on a UHF channel that or could something. Be. Yeah, I got the I got the leftovers. <laughs> that could be. <laughs> yeah, because we didn't have cable on a UHF channel though. Uh huh. Wow. Wait, I think this part's coming up. Hold on. Okay. Wow. So are any of you like huge Iggy Pop and or Bowie fans? Did you... Um, because, I mean, you can hear the similarity in their voices. It's just that, in my opinion, Bowie's yeah. is a little more polished. It is. No, it's, it's definitely uh, definitely uh. a similarity that I didn't, I didn't uh, hear. Oh. Is it... And when I get excited, my little China girl. Hey, she goes, huh? oh, baby, I'll just you shut your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I feel tingles all up and down my spine. 
Ugh. Now, being a China she girl, says, did, did she really say shut your mouth or did she say shut your mouse? <laughs> right? I always heard it shut your mouse when I was watching it on MTV. I don't know if this official video that, that has uh, 8.2 <laughs> million views has been re-edited with a re-edited version. Because it doesn't look like to shut your mouse anymore. I swear, I thought she always said, just you shut your mouse. I thought huh. that was part of the whole conflict. Uh, with I don't the, know. Uh, wow. So David so and Iggy. That's a right, they perfect wrote it together pairing. And, they... and that's going to be one of my quests now. I have to see if they ever recorded anything together. Right. Because yeah. they sound like each other. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with you. It's certainly, I, I never put two and two together because I don't know that much about Iggy Pop. He's a, his name, he's a punk rocker. What a great show. Oh, well, I guess I'm up. Ooh, and there we go. It's time once again for Paranormal Parrot. Hold on, I'll parrot. get it. It's Parrot Normal. You know what? I got a lot of chips still stuck between my teeth. <laughs> stuck in your Paranormal crawl. Corner. And Jana, Jana... You know, you know, most we, of the time, it's Jana that has something for it. So what do, you, what do you have for us this week? You know, we like to talk about the weird and the wonderful. And um, did you know that there are people who fall in love with inanimate objects? Well, I know uh, you can be in love with your car. Uh, that's what Queen taught me. Cool. Yeah, Roger Taylor. I think it's a, at least one, one of the few songs that he uh, was the lead vocalist. I believe that's Roger Taylor. Here's the thing. First of all, yes, this isn't necessarily paranormal, but if you're new here, sometimes we put the just the weird and wonderful in Paranormal right. Corner. Par so paranormal Corner is a big corner. It is a big corner. It's a wide corner. <laughs> yes, it is. And it's very forgiving. Right. How would you like to meet the woman whose boyfriend is a roller coaster and she says she has kids with it? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what? This is this year. Oh my God! Well, 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 then that makes it legitimate. <laughs> it if it's this year, then it's totally well, no. But I mean, you know what? Of any time for this to be like a thing, then this, you know, what we'll for <laughs> we'll forgive her for being in love with a roller coaster. Oh my gosh! Gail Ingle, who is sexually attracted to objects, says that she met the Skyscream roller coaster at a German theme park. She finally understood. <laughs> oh, really? You what mean love she didn't meant. meet the roller coaster like at a nightclub <laughs> at <the> bar? <laughs> Was sitting in the stool next to her. <laughs> a 43-year-old woman claims to be in a relationship with a roller coaster. She's from France and says that her, quote, kids with the theme park attraction um, are, are with the theme park attraction. Sorry. She says she's been sexually attracted to objects since her teens. And as an adult, she became fascinated with roller coasters. When she was 38, the artist found herself developing a strong bond with a German ride. What was his name? I'm, um, I'm just thinking. Does she go? I don't even. If she believes she has kids with them, does she have like private access to the to the park? Or I know how does how does that even work? When did that? Do her kids have a have a chain running through them that gets them up in the morning? She became fixated on the Skyscream roller coaster at Holiday Park in Haslach, Rhineland, Palinjar. Uh, it's a state in the country's <laughs> southwest. Sorry, I don't speak German. Her attraction to the sky scream is so strong that Gail believes it's true love. You could say that I'm sexually drawn to roller coasters, but since I met the sky scream roller coaster, I do understand what love is. Oh my gosh, these people are mentally ill. Uh, Gail admits that when it comes to dating humans, she's never had much luck. Uh, However... No, Scheisterhofen. <laughs> However, she has had three serious relationships in the past. She's an artist, and she said, I will not philosophize on these relationships that ruined my life, but it was only suffering, and phys only suffering physical and moral. The men I dated had a lot of issues with alcohol, and it was a very hard time for me. But with Skyscream, Skyscream, I feel completely confident. Sadly, meeting up with her roller coaster boyfriend is not an easy task for Gail. She's also unable to have any kind of sexual relationship with the ride. Instead, Wait, the How did she have kids with it then? Well, maybe it will tell us. Okay. <laughs> Instead, the artist collects objects that represent him as a reminder of their bond. And there's a picture here of her staring lovingly at a small version of the size guy scream. I have a hard time saying that. <laughs> Some of these items include a photo board of Skyscream as well as a pillow print 
with uh, with a picture of the roller coaster. She hugs it every day. She said, I see him hugs so it. infrequently, but life made me understand that sex was not a priority in my relationship, especially following the difficulties and trials we... I bet you that pillow would have a different encounter in not being able to see each other. So I collect objects that represent him in order to stay connected to him. He follows me everywhere. And then, of course, I have the whole collection of objects that I bought from the theme park. The artist tries also creates model works of various roller coasters, including her boyfriend, which are on display around her home. <laughs> Gail is a painter and a poet and says her beloved Skyscream roller ca- coaster inspires much of her work. And she adds... There are some models that I made that are totally new inventions, so you can say that I have Skyscream kits. Okay, that's how she did it. Skyscream inspires me a lot with everything that I write and draw. Since I met Skyscream Roller Coaster, I understand what love is with a capital L. Well, all I could say is that I think she's going to give the Skyscream Roller Coaster a God complex. (laughs) (laughs) You think? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. You You sure bring some wild, wacky stories for our paranormal corner. Oh, my goodness. I'm doing my best to uh, (laughs) enlighten us both about what what we're missing out on. All right, folks. If you have any questions or comments about today's show, be sure to go to Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter and find us. That's not a little. Or you can call us on our Google Google Voice line, 909-572-0278. Be sure to call, leave a message. We may use it on a future show. Let us know about uh, what you think about coffee. Yeah, Coke with, <laughs> Coke, Coca-Cola with coffee. Have you tried that yet? Do you like that? Yeah, or Clancy's chips. And just weigh in about whether or not you're in love with roller coasters or any other inanimate objects. And we want to know. And how bad of a God complex you think I have. <laughs> <laughs>